our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. How are we? You're looking really cute today. You're looking a little bit chipmunky today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for using the chipmunk reference because they are cute. I got a wisdom tooth surgically removed yesterday and so I have stitches in my mouth and half of my face is a cute little chubby chipmunk like Sim said so I have kind of minimal movement in my mouth just don't try make me laugh too hard Sim because I can't do that but otherwise I'm good wait are you fine to record today yeah I I am (laughs) like I can (laughs) I can talk Uh uh-huh I'm not in any pain It's just like I can't move properly. Just for reference for anyone listening, I did not know this beforehand. So I promise you it was not like Maya asking for leave and I was like, turn up. We have work to do. We've got to record. No, I'm I'm fine. I can talk fine. Just no laughing. No laughing, please, Sim. Save the jokes for next week. You know what? My jokes aren't even that funny, so that's fine. We are going to be talking about business failures that I have made because, guys, we could not fit them all in one episode last week. So here we are this week. I believe chatting about business failures doesn't make me a bad business owner. I think talking about my failures isn't going to make me worry that like someone down the street is going to whisper and go, oh my God, she was the girl that like couldn't hack it or like did this or that wrong. Like I'm just putting this out into the world because I think that there are hopefully lessons that I have learned. And if you can learn them, you've basically built and failed four businesses in two episodes. How amazing. Perfect. That's exactly why we're here, Sim. (laughs) So um, I'm happy to answer anything you have, Maya. I know that you know I'm an open book. So let's, let's just get into it. Yes, I believe in part one, we talked about two businesses. So you have another two to talk about. Yeah. Can you believe it? They just, they just keep rolling in. Keep them coming, Sim. What are they? All right. So number, this is number three that I created and failed was a foil art company. Now, this was back in university days. I don't know if you know what foil art is or was, but it was, well, do you? 
No, I don't. Okay. Well, you just look like you did for a second, but it also might just be the toothache. Who knows? Lack of movement in my face. <laughs> is this what Botox is going to feel like? I hope it should. It should. I mean, you look great. Anyway, so it, like foil art back, it was like a time. It was like a real millennial woman thing. But have you ever seen like those mugs and it will be like, she thought she could, so she did. And then the did isn't like gold writing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that foil art? Well, yeah, that's like an example of it. The more common ones are as it's like printed on cardboard or like thick paper and it will be like a quote or a picture or something and everything is printed with like normal printer ink, like black Mm -hmm. ink or whatever red. And then there'll be a little bit in gold foil that like is shiny. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. when you look at books and sometimes they have like a gold lettering that like Mm -hmm. is shiny when you move the book around. Yeah. So I had the... For some reason, the smartest, wackiest idea that I wanted to get into gold foil art making. And I was like, I'm going to just start. I'm going to set up an Etsy. I'm going to just make really cute quotes and sell them on Etsy. And I'm such a creative. I love designing. I love drawing. I was like, I'm going to like buy this machine. It's going to, it's like a, I don't even know what it's called, like a, press machine or a foil machine or something where like I can get stuff printed out and then you put gold paper on it and then you like rip off the gold paper and the gold foil lettering is left and so I might have a quote that's like live laugh love and then the love has the gold on it I was literally gonna suggest that as a quote example I love it And so I just had this crazy idea. The foil making machine was really expensive. It was like $200 from Spotlight, which if you're not from here, because I know a lot of our listeners are from around the world, Spotlight is just like a craft store. And yeah, I just was so keen on it. And so that was the business idea. Okay. So at first I thought foil art was obviously something to do with foil, but more so kind of shaping things in foil. So... That's kind of a relief that you didn't make like swans out of foil. That would have been funny. No shade to people who are making <laughs> foil swans. <laughs> so why why didn't it work, Sim? Well, this is my favorite story and I decided to give it a try. I like put in the paper of what I wanted and then I put the foil in and then you put it through a machine, a little bit like a laminating machine, except it mm-hmm. like foils it rather than laminates the whole thing. And... I did something wrong and the machine heated up and the sleeve that it was in, the like ink of the normal printing like basically ruined the sheet. Like the ink came off the paper and fell onto the sleeve and made it like all red. I was like printing out like flowers and stuff. And I was like, oh no, I ruined the sleeve. And then I was like, well, I guess that's my business idea (laughs) (laughs) done. And that's literally it. Like I literally just stopped it then and there. I could have gone and bought a new sleeve. I mean, these are like those fake plastic sleeves that you like put laminating stuff through. I had so many opportunities to like fix it. So instead I like made my mum a couple of like my mum is really into like religious quotes and just cute things in general and there's, there weren't a lot of religious Sikhi quotes written in like Gurbani or like Punjabi. And so I like wrote out some nice quotes for her in our language and then like put some like gorgeous flowers and designs on them and then just bought a little frame. Called it a day. Yeah, bought a little frame, called it a day, gifted it to her. She was like, 
thanks. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> I honestly thought she'd be a lot more happier with it because it was one of a kind. Obviously. Obviously. And then I kind of just put the foil machine. This was like two or $300. Like, it was very expensive. And I was in uni at the time. So that was like my weeks or like two weeks worth of money that I was <laughs> dealing with. I just put it away in the corner of my bedroom and I left it there for years. Do you still have it? I am pretty sure I eventually cleaned out my bedroom and I sold it on Trade Me. Oh, okay. I was going to say, are we going to see some foil GTI quotes? If you want to. Um, Maybe, maybe. That is a funny story, Sim, because... The sim that I know, she surely would not have wrapped it up and caught it a day. Like, I think two things come to mind. Mm -hmm. You are young and you have tried so many businesses and you've succeeded so well, really young at things. It's one part of me. It's really heartwarming to hear that even you, Simran, CEO of Girls and Best, had this business idea, tried it once and was like, nah, that's it. Like it almost just kind of makes it so relatable. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I know we've all been there. Like we've all had the idea in the middle of the night that we think is going to be like the crazy thing. And you're so, you have so much conviction. You absolutely like trust yourself and you're like, yes. yeah, you're like, absolutely. Like this is for me. I'm going to be like, this is my ticket to success. It's going to yes. be gold foil prints on Etsy. Yeah, on the love. This is going to retire me <laughs> <laughs> and my mother. <laughs> on the other hand, I'm thinking it's good that you kind of cut your losses quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those those are just two thoughts that came to my mind. And I'm glad that your mum was able to get something out of it, even if we didn't. Yeah, look, you're right. And I, I think that's the best way to describe it. Like if I look back on it now, at the time I felt lazy and a bit ashamed and embarrassed that I gave up on that so quickly. And like, I was like, wait, this isn't going to be my ticket to success. Like this, is, this isn't the seven <laughs> figure side hustle that I was hoping for. But in hindsight, as you kind of grow older and you go, oh, my heart and my soul and my gut, like every part of me, my being knew that this just like I did it once. I couldn't hack it. It wasn't for me. And nothing in me wanted to do it again. And mm. that's okay. You don't have to, out of stubbornness, continue to push towards a business. You don't have to find the solutions. You know how people say like, you know, you've got to get a product to market fit, which means you've got your product, you want it to see and evolve it and keep moving it around to see what ends up landing. And then eventually you reach like a really good idea. Like Instagram, for example, I think I've shared this story a few times, but they didn't really know what was going to be the thing that made them successful. And then one of Instagram's original employee's partner, she said, oh, well, I don't post photos because they're not very professional looking. I'd love to have a filter. As soon as they added the filter option and you could add different filters to your photos, that's what was the product to market fit. That's what made it blow up. I mean, it just is so interesting that you can start with one idea and it will just sort of move around and change until you get the right thing that people love. But it's also okay to try one thing and go, I don't have to exhaust all my options to see what the fit is. I can just give up. It's okay to give up. Mm, I love that, Sim, especially hearing that from someone who is headstrong in business and is dedicated towards their business. So you heard it here, folks. It is okay to cut your losses because, yeah, 
now I don't think foil art was going to be your seven-figure side hustle, sis. Sorry. That's fine. Thanks. You know what? I was going to – I could have done your wedding invitation cards, but that's fine. You can just get them on Canva now. Yeah. And for probably cheaper too. Anyway, so (laughs) – sorry. What was the fourth business? So this is one, okay, I've never shared this story before in my life. And it is so funny because it's the most recent one. It even happened during Girls Anniversary. Ooh. Right. Okay. Buckle down. There is a time in every business owner's life where you experience what's called shiny object syndrome. And -hmm. shiny object syndrome is when you start a business and then you look around and you go, oh, what what about this? What about that? What if I start this? What if I start that? What if I do this within my business? What if I do, and you just stop focusing on what's working right now and you get shiny object syndrome towards doing something else. You like put hours and days and weeks of, I don't know, research into it. And you realize that, That's just not the right thing to do. And so this wasn't an idea that I actually even took an action on, but I did a lot of research into it because it felt like the right thing to do. So this was, I think, a year ago or maybe two years ago, Girls at Invest looked like it was doing really amazing from the outside. It was. We were making more money than we'd ever made before, but I was getting really worried about the longevity of it. I was like, I Mm -hmm. love what we do. I think we're amazing. But what if and now I look back and I realize this is so silly but at the time I was like what if people just stop caring about the stock market what if no one wants to learn it okay yep (laughs) see I don't like the way you said okay and then (laughs) what if people just don't care and that's all we have like we're just focused on the stock market and educating people about the stock market like if that goes we go and I was having this crazy dilemma and I like was I had a business mentor she's a friend now And I said to her, I was like, I'm really stressed. I want to take our profits and I want to invest them into laundromats. Really? Tell me more. I've not heard this before. So I, and to this day, whenever I see her, she's like, how's the laundromats idea? And I'm like, (laughs) stay away from me. Like I, that was a moment of weakness in my life. And you cannot, it's like. We do not mention it. It's like if you saw your therapist on the street and she was like, how's your mental health? It's just like, stop it. That was said to you in a low point in my life and private. You keep that to yourself. (laughs) It's too soon to roast you on. It's too soon. So what happened is I was really stressed. I was like, I have all this cash that we've made in Girls That Invest. We don't have a lot of overheads, but what if this doesn't last us? What if this is a one-off? You know, there's this fear of beginner's luck. Even though every decision that we have made for our success has been done with a very small team of like Sonia and myself, like If we could do it once, we could do it again. I've also done Mm -hmm. other businesses before that have grown and scaled. Like I didn't give myself credit. I was like, oh, it's just beginner's luck. And so I said to her, what if I like buy a couple of laundromats with this money so that we have some recurring, you know, revenue. It's so scary not having a full-time job where at least with my full-time job, I knew I had a paycheck coming every month. Even though Girls That Invest has all this money, what if it's not recurring. What if it doesn't happen again? At least if I have a laundromat, it's recurring revenue. And she was like, (sighs) she was like, Simran, let's just take a step back. Let's just breathe. She was like, I have a friend that owns a laundromat. You know, it's, he does really well, but it doesn't mean you need to do that. And I was like, I'm looking on trade me. I'm looking on like all these sites. I'm like analyzing laundromat deals And she was like, the fact that you're focusing on the laundromats shows that you don't believe in your own company. 
Ooh, she got you there. She was like, the fact that you think putting $300,000 into a laundromat instead of investing back into your own business, $300,000 to grow your business shows that you don't believe in your company. And I was like, that's too truthful. This actually feels like therapy. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. Like I was just giggling hearing you like research about laundromats because it sounds crazy. And I'm sure a lot of people will agree that I see girls that invest in the magic and the power behind the business. So in my mind, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Like women will continue to need the education that girls that invest provides. And I see that. But it's really lovely, well, lovely and funny, I can say that because I'm your friend, but just the kind of reality of running a business and that even though you can create a really successful business, you can also get really scared as well and start Googling and going on Trade Me and looking for laundromats. It just... It really, I think the laundromat symbolized something deeper that was going on, which yes. is the, I don't know, like stability. I think I was seeking stability. Like everyone has laundry. Yes. True. Everyone has laundry. Do you remember? So Maya, uh, okay, maybe, hopefully no one can figure out where we live based off this, but where Maya and I used to live at one point in our lives, there was a laundromat. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. And I like got jealous of that laundromat for a while. I was like, I wish I could buy that. Like there's so much foot traffic. And it's 24-7. You're not wrong. There's literally four laundromats right down the road from my house and they always have foot traffic. Right. So purely from seeing that, it's obviously a product that people will use. Mm -hmm. Everyone has laundry. 100%. And then, you know, it was an area where people didn't live very long. So they, of course, weren't going to buy laundry machines. What do you even call them? Washing machines. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So that was my fourth business that... I guess it was an idea and it was a yeah. not a bad idea, but it was an idea that I just was being silly on. And I listened to this podcast episode with someone from Diary of the CEO and they said something that was really impactful. She was speaking on the idea of, you know, they talk about you should diversify your income and you should look at maybe like getting laundromats and things like that. And I was like, see, see, I knew I was onto something. And then she was like, but don't just get a random laundromat for the sake of it. Like if you want to diversify your income and you're in the content creation business or you're in the media business, if you want to buy other businesses, get adjacent businesses. Like for us, instead of being like, let's buy a laundromat, it would be like, let's buy a podcast recording company or let's buy a studio and rent it out or let's buy an equipment maker. or Let's just do something that we actually are good at. Mm-hmm. And then diversify that way. That's one way to grow your brand. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. 
Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And, but you don't just buy a laundromat because you don't know what to do. Yeah, that's excellent advice. And I'm glad that you heard that. Why does this feel like this is like revolutionary for me and like common sense for you? (laughs) (laughs) Sim's like really delving in and she's like having these realizations and I'm like, yeah, okay, it it makes sense. But I, I understand that you were wanting stability. You found this business model that would work, that you could do. So it just kind of, it makes sense from that point of view, but also if you did buy a laundromat, I would be like, what the heck? That's so <laughs> random because it is so different to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I am glad you didn't buy a laundromat. But I'm glad that we were able to hear this story because I actually learnt from that because it's like business is not linear from what I hear. And even though you have this successful business, you still have these ups and downs and these kind of yeah, you go through a lot of crap and here we are. So what have these failures in business taught you, Sim? I think the number one thing I've always learned from them is that if I don't have passion in something, I give up very quickly. And that has been the issue. Like, even if I wanted to do a laundromat, even if I was like an executor that was good at like just getting things done, I wouldn't have done it well. I wouldn't have had a very good laundromat because I don't care about laundromats. Like, I I don't, I'm not a, you've seen me. Half my clothes are like not even ironed. Like, I don't have a love of laundry or a love of providing the best quality laundry service in my area. And so they never would have worked. Things like the sunglasses business that I had for a while or, you know, any of the other ones that we talked about in the last episode the foil company, like all these things were really good ideas that I saw as gaps in the market. I was like, oh, like no one's doing this. I would do it so well. And so they would start to grow. But if I didn't have a passion for it very quickly, I would get shiny object syndrome and I would start looking around again. It is like I was cheating on these businesses constantly because I was never fulfilled. I could see the potential in them. And then I'd be like, oh, but why not that? Why not that? As soon as I landed on something like the Indian feminist or girls that invest, something that needed to exist, but I also had a lot of passion for, that's where I would just stick it out. Hmm. And so would you say, because you didn't have passion for those businesses that failed, how did you... I guess, build the courage or confidence to start another business? I think there is a misconception that if you fail in business, you're going to always fail in business. Or I think there's a misconception that if I've done this poorly once, I must just always like be bad at it. But I just don't think that's true. Like I believe that you can fall down seven times and stand up eight. I was going to say stand up six. You can fall down seven times and stand up eight, Mm -hmm. which is the idea that 
if you have something that knocks you down, if you have something where you've realized you're bad at it or business isn't for you or this hasn't worked out or your ideas suck or whatever it is, doesn't mean you can't get back up and try again. And every business owner I've ever met and every business owner I've ever heard of or read about, whether it's small businesses like your local fish and chip shops to, I don't know, like Amazon, every business owner had tried a couple of things and they didn't work out. But what they got from each failed business was learnings. What they got Mm -hmm. from each failed business was ideas. Like I remember this wasn't my business, but I was working for someone's business just like during university. And I didn't even hack it for like two months. It was like a club at university. But what I learned from that was so invaluable. I learned how to set up email systems. I learned how to do branding. I learned how to manage a team. I learned like what copywriting was. I picked up so many skills and I was like, this isn't a failure because I wouldn't have even, this was during university, which was a long time ago, but back then we use Slack. And so I got accustomed to Slack, you know, before like COVID ever existed. And so I took away all these really cool skills from a quote unquote failure. And I apply that to business. Like everything you learn when you fail is going to help you succeed more the next time. Mm. And well, so my next question was, was going to be, what does the saying failing forward mean to you in business? But you've just pretty much answered that really failing forward is like my favorite way to live my life because if I expect myself to get it right and be perfect I will be paralyzed like this woman will not move I will not leave my chair I'll be like well I'll do it wrong but if I believe that every day I'm failing forward then the little slip-ups that happen I'm like hee whoops like it's like when you hit a curb you're like haha didn't mean that but like it's fine and You just kind of like hit curbs through your business journey and you're just like, whoops, didn't see that one, but I'll try and be more careful and I'll fail forward. When you have your next parking test or like driving test and you hit a curb, just tell them you're failing forward. That's my little hack. They will pass you. Oh, I wish I knew that a few years ago when I was going, failed my first um, (laughs) driving test, but that is so lovely to hear and refreshing I keep saying the word relatable but that's what has really resonated with me for this episode it's really important for people wanting to start a business feeling a little bit scared to start to hear how relatable things are in business like you can create these business ideas all these businesses and they fail they don't make sense but when you look back at it in hindsight like you said Sim knowing your why is a really good force for creating a business that is successful and also cutting your losses really and it's okay like you can look at life and go hey at least I tried and I failed and that still makes me more courageous and a better business owner than the person that had all these amazing ideas but never tried at all Mm. yes so I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap up this episode but now you guys know four business ideas that I tried and failed and I hope that you can see the overall picture which is that there's nothing to be ashamed of like we don't talk about these like they're big secrets we just talk about them like funny little blips in the overall 
you know, very exciting and fulfilling journey. And if it wasn't the gold foil that was going to make me a Forbes 30 under 30, something was eventually <laughs> going to. And you just have to have that mindset. Oh, I love that, Sim. Thank you. All right. I'll see you next week, Maya. Go keep there. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye.